Welcome to the Beauty Me podcast. My name's Sharice Kenyon and I've been writing about beauty for around 15 years. During that time, I've heard so many stories about how we approach beauty, our routines and the traditions that make us who we are. I wanted to create a space where I could discuss these rituals further with people from around the world. For me, it's all about beauty without the BS. Hi there. This week's episode is a little bit different. I've been a real admirer of the Instagram account at Worldwide Aura since former guest makeup artist Rachel Todd sent me the account. At the time, I didn't know anything about the person behind the post, but I fell in love with their detailed accounts of specific beauty products that featured in television shows and films. I think the account really made me want to embrace my own inner geek um, or obsessive when it comes to beauty. But it also made me think about how close I'm getting to working on a new type of podcast all about beauty on the big screen. That's still a work in progress. So for now, I just wanted to share more about Teresa's blog and her Instagram because I really admire her willingness to search out the finer details. She'll post an image from a film or a show and somebody might be sitting at a dressing table or standing in front of a bathroom cabinet or perhaps even in a music studio. Sometimes at first glance, you might be like, where's the product? But if you spend a moment looking closer, you'll spot a diptyque candle in the background or a perfume bottle on a nightstand. I knew I had to invite Teresa onto the podcast, and it turns out that her day job sees her teaching English literature in northern Italy, which is where she's from. And while her students might well hear her voice on this episode, I won't be sharing her full name. In this episode, I wanted to find out about Teresa's love of packaging and how her passion for reading about vintage fashion and buying Balenciaga bags. And we're talking the iconic Nicolas Gesquier era back in 2001 when he transformed the House of Balenciaga, how it brought her back to life after dealing with postnatal depression. I'll be sharing some snippets from our chat over on Instagram, so be sure to check me out at Beauty Me Podcast and you can find Teresa at Worldwide Aura. Please share this episode with your fellow beauty geeks and just anyone that can relate and enjoy. Take me through and don't leave anything out. I want to know All right. your morning routine. Uh, well, during the school year, it's kind of complicated because I wake up at uh, half past six in the morning. Uh, most of the time during the school year, I just wash my face and wear sunscreen and that is that. Um sometimes uh, I had some moments in my school year in which I started to wear eyeliner in the morning because I just wanted to do something different. But it, these are, you know, these moments usually don't uh, last long because I just get tired and who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, the point is that uh, I live, okay, I have a family, I have a daughter, she's uh, 13 years old and I have a pet. And so I really don't have time to do anything else. The sunscreen is something that I use uh, uh, almost religiously because uh, I know it's important. And so it's been years uh, since I started using it. But I think in the morning, it's just the, the only beauty related thing that I do. What sunscreen? Do you use the same sunscreen all the time? Uh, no, I actually tend to, to change uh, the brand. Um, right now, I have three in heavy rotation, let's say. Okay. Uh, I try at least for the sunscreen to use uh, mineral sunscreens or vegan, you know, vegan um, products. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using uh, a South Korean, um, a South Korean sunscreen. I don't think it's vegan. Uh, the, the brand is Benton. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's 
Alperin, this is a mineral sun cream and it's a 50 plus, uh, SPF 50 plus. And this is something that uh, I use. Uh, I use a lot because I really like it. Yeah. Then I did a sort of wrong purchase. Uh -huh. This is the red one. It's a 30. It's just a 30 SPF. So I use it not all the time, but I kind of like it. And then, okay, a little bit of Italian pride because... I'm Italian, and this is an Italian brand called Mulac, oh. and this is a vegan, an SPF 50, and uh, it's incredibly light. It's a very light formulation, a light texture, and so I think it's very nice in summer. So, yeah, I tend to want to try something new. How old were you, were you when you first started clicking that beauty was this thing that you liked? Something that I was born with. If I go back in, so of course uh, there's the idea of my parents because they have always worn uh, perfumes. So I've always seen uh, perfume bottles in the house, and so of course it was something that influenced me. But I don't know the idea of wanting to know exactly what people used. It was a sort of, it was something that I've always had. So the embarrassing thing when I went to. Um, some of my parents' friends' houses. I always wanted to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I always wanted to go to the bathroom to see what uh, what was in the bathroom. Love so that. really, if I connect to that, and it's one of my first memories, so I was really a child, really. I was a child. Uh, if I connected that to what I'm doing right now with the vlog, I mean, it's basically the same. Uh, when, I, when I was a teenager, I, for example, I collected miniatures, uh, you know, the miniature bottles. Yeah. And of course, it was all about uh, the packaging. Mm, I didn't even care sometimes for the perfume, for the perfume itself. Because, mm, I don't know, um, I think it was more visual than uh, something connected to smelling. So, Yeah. Your career path didn't take you down the visual route, though, because you teach English literature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So That's how true. have you satisfied that kind of curiosity, like, from being a child? How did it go through? Did you experiment with makeup? Did you eventually <laughs> start wearing perfume? Was it hair? Well, I experimented a little bit with makeup. Well, I think I experimented quite a lot when I was at university. Um, because it was the 90s, and so I had some uh, celebrities uh, with uh, wonderful makeups that I absolutely loved. And uh, I realized, but I realized today, of course, that uh, the choices of those celebrities uh, that were also my choices were absolutely not uh, right. Uh, what can I say? Gwen Stefani, right? Gwen Stefani. Right. I absolutely loved her. Uh, but you know that at a certain point, uh, okay, her boyfriend was Indian, yeah. and an Indian descent. Uh, he was one of the members of the No Doubt yeah. band. Yeah. And she started wearing the bindi, you know, uh, beautiful makeup. But yeah. today we would indicate that as cultural appropriation, of course. Yeah. yeah. I did the same. I mean, I didn't know any better because... Because uh, you were wearing the bindis. Yeah, of course, I did. I did. And I also, uh, oh my God, this is another embarrassing memory. I also um, experimented with body painting. Okay, on yourself. Uh, I love that. Yeah, of course, of course. Okay. One of the first memories of my of the person that is now my husband is me um, with a, a, a sort of um, a bunch of flowers painted on my leg. 
Wow. <laughs> it was something like that. So, yeah, I, I, I took inspiration for what was, uh, you know, the, the musical and fashion uh, world at the time. So we're talking again about the 90s and early 90s. And I just tried, you know, I tried uh, what worked for me. And then, uh, of course, I, I started to get tattoos. And so that was probably the peak of experimentation for me. With makeup, after all, besides a heavy, very heavy eyeliner, I don't, and, and of course, a red lipstick, but I don't think I've ever done anything else because um, I realize that I'm not good. I have no patience for watching uh, tutorials or, yeah. Right. So. But you have all the patience for watching TV. And oh, cool. like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> It's just, uh, you know, the, the patience and the attention is focused on something else. So, yeah. 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 Just to go back before we get into the blog, mm -hmm. did you ever have any issues with, like, skin or how you felt about beauty when you went through, you know, the more difficult years, teenage years, or were you just not into it so you were just chill? Well, I had, I think, a self-esteem issues that were not really related to makeup. I mean, it was something... Um, I, I, I started wearing my glasses when I was 18 mm -hmm. and uh, that was kind of a rough moment because of course teenager wearing some glasses yeah. glasses yeah uh, it's not really uh, it's not always easy but besides that I, I don't know it's it, well it was a self-esteem of course a little bit because probably my schoolmates were like models <laughs> you know they were um, blonde uh, most of them, they were blonde, maybe bleach blonde, of course, so not natural, but they were still blonde. They wore um, nice clothes. Uh, I, I felt with someone who didn't fit in. So really? probably, yeah, yeah, probably that was the point. Um, I never went out. I never, well, the few times that I went out on a date with uh, maybe boys, you know, and um, it was not, it was not even nice because, uh, I don't know. I remember once I had to, we, me and a classmate and a boy decided to go to see, to watch um, the, uh, the, the Adams Family. I think it was the one, the first or the second uh, yeah, film yeah. at the cinema and uh, it, it never showed up. It never showed up. So wow. my dating life, uh, <laughs> it was something like that when yeah, I was yeah. a teenager. So a little bit of low self-esteem. Mm -hmm. um, the, the relations were not particularly meaningful. And so, um, yeah, the idea of experimenting with my um, appearance was not really in the book at the time mm -hmm. because uh, I just wanted to, well, I studied a lot. I've always studied a lot. Hide. It's easier to hide behind the studies, isn't it? Yeah, probably, probably. So, yeah, the idea of buying makeup uh, when I was a teenager didn't really work. My, my sister, uh, she wore, she has always worn lots of makeup because of skin problems. And so she didn't know any better, of course, at the time. So she packed the foundation. Uh, <laughs> I remember this. I remember the bottles of Clarence uh, liquid foundation. I, I still remember the packaging because it was uh, very nice. Um, yeah. She did that. So probably uh, my experience with cosmetics uh, went through the experience of my sister as well. So your blog 
is basically you look at TV and film. Yeah. And you give people information on the beauty products, whether it's makeup, whether it's candles, whether it's perfume. Like you are that geek, like that person that's like, I'm going to track it down. But how do you decide which film and which TV show you're going to dedicate time to? Well, um, something that I tend never to miss are the productions by Ryan Murphy. You know, I, I think I, I've never watched the Glee because it was not something I was I love Ryan Murphy's style, but Glee. Uh, I, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> it was probably not my time. I don't remember the years in which it was aired, but it pro- I was probably watching something else at the time. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I think, uh, well, so the Ryan Murphy productions all the time because the prop masters that work for him are usually excellent they do ex- they make excellent choices and so they are very um they they tend to uh to do their research very carefully and uh, most of Holston. the time apart from Holston which yeah, no, exa- no exactly there are some <laughs> moments in which they just uh, took different decisions uh, incomprehensible decisions of course but mm-hmm. most of the time they are very accurate and so even if I'm not really interested in the story I watch it anyway because I know that uh, somewhere um i don't know hollywood that's yeah it was kind of funny you know that uh, idea of rewriting the history of that particular time in the in hollywood mm-hmm. um at a certain point a, a, a bottle of bourgeois uh of, yeah it was a bourgeois uh, perfume um soir in paris or something like that popped up and i said oh my god this is the reason why i watch this yeah yeah, because it's all, it's a, it's a thrill. It's a something very um, I don't know. I I just love it. I just love it when these moments uh, happen on screen. And I know that Ryan Murphy are is giving us uh, these moments all the time. So I, I productions of him absolutely. And then I like the aesthetic. It's probably too perfect sometimes. Mm. It's everything is so uh, glossy, you know, so beautiful, <laughs> but. I like that. It's like glossy, and depending on which show, it can be glossy and dark. Yeah. Like Hannibal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's dark. It's, he's, he's not right. He's a serial killer, but of it's course. like glamorous. It's... Yeah, yes, indeed. Indeed. Is it? But yeah, definitely. So far, all this time you've been blogging, can you single out one favorite, favorite beauty moment so far that you've loved? Well, it's not one moment, but it's one uh, one type of product, and it's Guerlain perfumes. I'm, I'm I'm crazy for those. I'm crazy for those because I believe, and I truly believe, that the bottles of Guerlain perfumes are just amazing. So, a of course, I'm talking about the classic bottles yeah. um, with those uh, beautiful shapes and beautiful stories behind that. So whenever I sport um, a Guerlain perfume, I'm just happy because I think that it's just you don't even you don't even sometimes I don't even care why um, it's a, appropriate in that particular scene or in that particular environment. I'm just happy. Yeah. I just love it. The 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 you you know the the round the, the round bottles which were used to house the Cologne the eau de Cologne. Mm-hmm. Different eau de Cologne uh, by by Guerlain. I think they are just amazing. So I and you can see them basically everywhere, 
And it, this is something that I couldn't imagine when I started blogging. Because when I started blogging, you, said, you know, I, I thought that, that Chanel perfumes, for example, or Dior ones uh, were supposed to be everywhere. And I realized it's not that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realized that, that the Berlin perfumes are probably the most uh, fitted on screen. Why do you think that is then? Do you think it's the actual aesthetic of the brand? Yeah, absolutely. I think that from a visual point of view, they are just tracking. So I, I remember uh, some years ago, well, many years ago, I watched uh, um, The Damned. Uh, that is the title in English. Uh, it's a, a, a film by Luchino Visconti, who okay. probably is my favorite Italian director. Okay. Um, set up at the break of the second, well, it's not even the Second World War, but at the break of the, it was the, the years of the rise of uh, the Nazi regime. Basically, that was uh, the, uh, the period in which the story was set. And uh, there's a moment in which uh, on a dressing table, there are different uh, bottles by Guerlain. And I said, come on, this is it. This is it. Because the, the, the film is a wonderful, of course. And, uh, and that moment was just precious. So I said, come on. If someone like Lucino Visconti, who was uh, um, someone who knew perfumes and loved the perfumes, um, I mean, if someone like him featured heavily Guerlain perfumes in his movies, and I said, okay, it's okay with me. <laughs> I, I, I'm sold. I mean, do whatever you want. But uh, for me, that is it. I was going through your blog yesterday, and I just love how you respect the use of beauty in cinema and TV, you know, because we don't all wear the same thing. We don't all do the same thing. I mean, on Instagram, I guess we kind of do. There's a certain, <laughs> but, you know, fragrance is an expression. There's a reason why he picked Guerlain. I mean, it might be, might even have been political for all we know, but there's a reason for everything. Um, and even going back to Ryan Murphy, I think you don't just put something in there for the sake of it. No, it, no, of course. It has to tell you something. So yeah, of course. Lipstick, a perfume, it tells you something perhaps about what that person's willing to spend, what they yep. think about themselves, you know. Absolutely. It's, like, it's really rooted. So I just think your blog needs to be there. <laughs> uh, so you can't stop. Um, <laughs> and for me, it's acted like a reminder because I was writing about you in my show notes yesterday and I used to love Hannibal. Yeah. And second series, I was like, they would tell you that somebody had died and then they would somehow come back. So I was like, I'm done. But then going on your blog, I was like, it's like I've almost turned into you. I'm like, I'm going to watch it just so I can see these bits that you've Yeah, of course. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like you get to see things with new eyes. Um, but I wanted to ask you, like right now today, obviously you're saying your daily routine doesn't allow for much beyond uh-huh. your face and SPF, but do are you able to have any moments where you kind of do treat yourself to like, are you, when it comes to self-care, are you someone that's like into baths? Do you have time to take care of yourself? Mm, okay. Um, I started wearing, well, there was a phase in my life where I was obsessed with nail polish. I think it's one of those phases that just come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that was another time-consuming activity. So at a certain point, I stopped. But recently, I started, not today, of course, but I started painting my nails again. Okay. So that, was a, that is a sort of a 
relaxing moment for me because, uh, yeah, I, I'm just focused on doing that. And then, well, in the evening, maybe I tended to spend more time uh, using uh, a little bit more products like, you know, double cleansing uh, products. Um, I spend a little bit more time for me. Yeah. In the evening, I think it's easier for me to do that. Uh, the idea of self-care. Um, <laughs> I think I, I tended to think about it uh, uh, not in a way that is connected to beauty or to uh, the, the to the care of a per, of the person of the body, yeah. but yeah. the care of the mind. Yeah. So well, maybe where it started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And so I listen to music all the time. That is my happy place, for example. And then I have some side projects that. Uh, I don't know people if they if just people knew and they now of course they know. Um, <laughs> so self care for me it's like a how can I say taking some time to do things that I like. So yeah, yeah. 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 So tell and, me, you definitely seem like I don't want to say obsessive, but oh yes, I do. I am. Let's say obsessive. <laughs> you you can you know you really want to get to the heart of things. Yeah. Tell me so far what's been the most difficult thing for you to track down? Uh, well, there are things. I've got a folder on my computer where the unidentified objects go to die. Oh, they, no. they, they, just, they just stay there. I know it's a very sad image, but it's like that. But what, um, tell me what's in there? Well, uh, this is not really an, a good example, but uh, um, because now I got it right. I, I got it. I okay. it thanks to, um, well, then I want to talk about a little bit about the people who helped me because, of course, I am alone, but I've got some amazing online friends that help me sometimes. So um, now um, I don't remember the title in English. It, it's a, it probably the, the, the most, uh, um, the, the best uh, or at least my favorite film starring Julia Roberts okay. now um, the title in English I don't think I know that um, it's the one in which she's married to a sort of uh, psycho sleeping with the enemy oh right exactly that I think it's an amazing film I, I, yeah. I really love it there are some moments uh, when she decides to leave uh, her husband she, she basically escapes at night or something like that she opens uh, the cabinet in the bathroom, and there are different objects. Mm -hmm. Most of them are by L'Occitane. This is a French or whatever brand. Uh, I remember that. And then there was a, a sort of a, a soap box uh, that I couldn't identify. I had no idea what it was. And I remember a friend of mine. Um, I asked her sometimes, you know, when I have something that I just can't. Sometimes uh, she's American. Yeah, I think it's also a cultural thing, you know. Yeah. Products that are famous or popular in the United States yeah. or are part of the history of that country, I have no idea about them because, of course, I'm not American. And so I said, Jennifer, can you help me with that? And I said, of course, it's a Jean Couturier. I have no idea about the brand, but it's the Jean Couturier soap. And I said, all right. That was uh, one of those. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever published uh, that post. Uh, I, I don't think I've published it yet. But it's one of those uh, pictures. It's one of those moments that has uh, they have stayed in that folder for a long time. In any case, you said obsessive. I think it's, yeah. When you try to make a sense of uh, out of the chaos of the world, 
by focusing on these details. For me, it's exactly like that. So your Instagram is Worldwide Aura yeah. and your blog is Born to be Unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is another. So, I know. Think- I'm not good at branding or anything like that. <laughs> Sometimes I just get tired of something and I just change things. Up. That's the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. But do you think, I mean, there's clearly enough for you to keep going on for yeah. years to come. Is so do you think you're going to stick with this or do you think it could change again to something else? Mm, I don't know. Um, out of all the projects that I, uh, I've had uh, online in these years, I think it's the one that uh, I'm the most connected to. I think it, it, it works for me in the sense that it's satisfied. it satisfies this need that I have to, you know, identify or think, keep things under control if we want to read uh, through that. Um, no, I, I, I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> I think I can keep going. <laughs> there are other things that uh, I just uh, stopped doing or um, that I just leave there, you know, because probably I'm not motivated enough to keep going or to uh, give particular care to, or to that. But um, they are usually, you know, uh, visual themes stemming from uh, movies, of course. So, for example, the swimming pools in movies, that is a project of mine that has um, never gone, as, yeah, the project has never gone anywhere in the sense that, um, in, I don't know, I, I, but I don't want to let it go. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I just keep doing, but I'm not really convinced about that. Oh, or the books in movies. Oh my god, books in movies. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um I keep going, but I think I will stop sooner or later. Because um I don't know, because uh it's not something that is uh, probably engaging enough for me. I have lots of ideas, but sometimes I get tired very quickly. Oh. And that is the reason why. I, um, I, I mean, people who follow me on Twitter, they just know that uh, I start something and then I just delete everything because <laughs> it's, it's like that. Uh, even if uh, there are some projects that are actually more interesting than others. And so I tried to stick to those. But definitely number one is uh, the blog, the yeah. or unicorn or as we want to call it. Because there's so much of me in that, so that um, I, I really see it as probably the most personal project. Mm-hmm. So it would be sad to let it go. So no, you can't. You can't I I need you. We need you. But um, yeah. I wanted to go back to Halston actually because Halston because yeah. I was so excited for that series. Oh, I, yeah. I put it on my newsletter. I knew because the clothes, I mean, that time is just a stunning time. So sensual, so colorful, glamorous. And in my head, I was like, Ewan McGregor, uh, I don't know if he's going to be able to play him, but I I have to watch it because it's just 54. Um, By episode three, I was just like, I I can't watch Ewan McGregor pretending to be Holster because that's how I felt. I even heard that Ewan McGregor did not know who Holston was. And really? I was insulted by that. Yes. All right. Okay. But again, going on your blog the other day, 
obviously you've watched it and I was like I'm gonna have to revisit it because you know Teresa has picked out these different things but you were also one of the people that talked about they really got things messed up when it came to the perf was it the perfume bottle yeah 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 it's the 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 creator the the creator the the perfumer behind that perfume yeah I don't know I I break it down for my listeners like what what went so wrong with Holston well, I, I must say something about Holston, the man, I mean, the designer himself. Um, when I learned, I first learned about that project by Brian Murphy, of course, I was uh, excited. But at the same time, I was kind of terrified because, because there's something personal in that. And um, some people know that. My family know that, but probably all the rest of the world don't. But who cares? Um Okay, when I gave birth to my daughter, I had a very bad case of postpartum depression. And I mean bad. Right. Um, I don't know why, but I, it happened. I don't know. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't remember where it came from. But I remember I bought a book, a photographic book about Holston. Uh, on eBay, something like that. And I remember that I spent my nights while, you know, um, uh, tending to my daughter, who was a newborn baby, mm-hmm. looking at these amazing pictures. And uh, um, it really, I don't know, it, it felt really personal. The rise and fall of this man, I'm extremely talented, but at the same time, someone who was kind of trapped into his own world. Someone who wasn't able to... Um, to keep going after all, because, you know, all those, uh, um, the, the, the way in which the brand evolved uh, during the years uh, actually brought it from a luxury brand to something that was sold in department stores. Yeah. So, but at the same time, there were so many um, uh, sources of, of inspiration behind the, that book uh, with the, the black and white ball. At the time, for example, Holston designed uh, that beautiful rabbit mask for Candice Bergen. And so there was uh, uh, Truman Capote, there was uh, the, the socialites. Uh, I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. For me, that book and the history of this man felt really personal. And I think they, um, they kind of helped me out of that uh, very bad situation I was in. Mm-hmm. I want to say something else, Holston and Balenciaga bags. I know that it sounds incredibly vain, but at the time I started collecting Balenciaga bags. Okay. And my husband, I, I really, <laughs> really, it, it, we, we spoke about that the other day because I was just uh, taking a look at the bags because, all right. Um, my, my daughter asked me, how is it possible? All these bags, and uh, most of them look the same. Because yeah. of course, even even, I mean, I bought the bags um, during the Nicolas Gasquier days. Uh, oh. Okay, which are basically amazing. All right. So my daughter asked me, "How is it possible? What did you do at the time to to buy all these bags?" And I said, "Oh my God, your father." So my my husband, I have to thank him forever because I just bought with his own PayPal account, and he never said anything. Never, never. Because he knew that I was in su- I was having such a hard time that I probably needed that. 
Wow. So I, I must be thankful forever to my husband because he never, not even once said, uh, okay, uh, 1,000 euros less in my account of what's happening here. He never said that. He never said that. I love that. So, love that. <laughs> and Balenciaga bags that took me out of that uh, rough time. So, of course, I was uh, super excited, but at the same time kind of scared because I said, hmm, I don't know how it's going to be. <laughs> most of the, I mean, in most cases, in most of the details, I think, for example, the apartment or even the accessories in the apartment, the candlesticks by a separate, for example, they were so accurate. They were so beautiful and everything worked just so beautifully. But then that infamous scene of the perfume came up. And so, and I said, come on, you can't do that. Even if I understand why they did that, I think uh, they basically replaced uh, um, the, the the man, uh, the, the the man who was the creator of the perfume, with a woman, uh, because I think that uh, she was a sort of mother figure, you know, someone who tried to uh, go into depth uh, in the story and in the mind of this man, of this troubled designer. So I think they just, um, I don't even want to say for representation because, I mean, there are so many other, I, I mean, El Saparetti, uh, who was simply amazing in that uh, TV show. Um, but she's not the mother figure that probably Houston, uh, the creator, yeah. needed in that particular yeah. moment. But still, it was insulting. And I said, all right, here we go. This is what I was afraid of. And it actually happened. So, yeah. It's so sad to be disappointed. It's so sad. Like, when you put hope into something, and I can't remember the last time that happened to me, but I know there was, I get very nervous of remakes. I'm just like, let's just yes. leave it alone. Of course. Of course. Um, oh, that was it. I was very upset about the remake of Rebecca. Oh, yes. yes. Film. Black yeah. and white. The acting was brilliant. Yeah. And then Netflix made this with Army Hammer, who we can't even talk about anymore because he's very much cancelled. He's a cannibal. Definitely. Uh, apparently. Um, I was like, what What have they done to Rebecca? Colour. Some, sometimes you can have too much colour. They ruined it. I, I could not. Um, and I get very annoyed that people can't create new stories like why not? So yeah, of course, of course. But I, because of you, I'm going back to Holston. Yeah. After I've watched it, I will probably watch the documentary again just to. Oh yes, these those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, it's final question time, Teresa. Um, yeah. When do you feel the most you, like the most real, the most beautiful, whatever you prefer, but the most you? Um. Okay, I think it changed. It's uh, something that has changed. Uh, some years ago, I had, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know how people take that, but mm. I just want to be honest. Some years ago, uh, I had very long hair. And uh, out of the blue, one day, I decided to go to the hairdressers and I came back home with a bus cut. My daughter was, yeah, everything. Yeah, of course, everything. My daughter was uh, kind of scared. <laughs> My husband, as usual, didn't say anything. He said, all right, you cut your hair, it's fine. 
Um, and uh, I had, I don't know, I think I needed to look different for me. Uh, not because I wanted people to see me differently, because I, I've, I've never cared. I've never cared. Um, but I, first of all, I didn't want to dye my hair. I started having gray, uh, white hair when I was quite young. I didn't want to do that anymore. So with long hair, it was very time consuming. It was very difficult. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to look different for me. And so I got to that uh, very drastic uh, haircut. My parents were terrified because they, they thought that something bad was going on with me. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. And then I started to wear, that was another turning point in my life, but to wear um, kind of gender neutral clothes. Yeah. Because I wanted to, I don't know, I didn't feel, um, I, um, you know, the person that I saw in the mirror uh, with long hair, um, with uh, feminine clothes, uh, it, I just didn't recognize myself in that anymore. Yeah. And so um, I took inspiration, as usual, from uh, uh, the, the fashion of uh, the, the skinhead fashion of the yeah. 70s. Mm -hmm. Only the fashion. Well, I, there's a lot to say about that. Yeah, um, that's all the, other. The, the skinhead movement uh, at the time, it was not racist at all. Yeah. The racism came later, so yeah. yeah. But I, I, I thought it was just the perfect way in which I, perfect way in which I wanted to see myself. Yeah, and it worked for some time, and then of course things have changed a bit. Now my hair is back thanks to the lockdown of last year. I decided to grow it back again. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think I, when I see myself in the mirror. Um, wearing, uh, you know, um, loose clothes, uh, clothes that I'm comfortable with. Uh, most of the time they are black clothes because, you know, it's one of those black phases. Mm -hmm. mm, I, I don't feel any pressure. I, it's like I see myself as I am, um, as a, someone who doesn't particularly take care of, the, of herself, but um, it's okay. I mean, I'm 47. Uh, I know that I can't stop time. And so I just uh, embrace uh, the, the different uh, changes that I see on myself, on my face, on my body. Um, thanks to the example of my mother, who has never worn makeup in her own life. She has never done anything to her face, not even to her hair. So probably this uh, approach, a very um, organic, natural approach to the process of aging, has probably um, helped me, you know, to to keep going, just uh, just to going with the flow, and uh, it's okay. I love that. So it's yeah. just more about just feeling comfortable. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, um, there were some moments in which <clears throat> I couldn't see see myself without red lipstick, for example. Um, but I think they are just moments in which you needed to maybe probably a little bit of self-esteem booster or something like that. But uh, I believe that uh, I feel the happiest when uh, I don't even need that because I'm just happy with uh, without anything on me, without the bare face, and, and that is that. Uh, of course, I have pressure 
the pressure of dyeing my hair, my parents still keep going with that because they see, uh, I don't know, uh, they, they think that uh, probably it's not appropriate for someone uh, that is someone who is a relatively young like me to uh, not to have black hair or to, to show the white hair or whatever, but I just don't care. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Take a minute to like, subscribe, perhaps share the episode with someone that you think will be interested. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast, or you can follow my personal account, which is at Sharice.Kenyon. Feel free to slide into the DMs with any feedback or suggestions for future guests. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>